I bid you welcome. I want to play a game. Stay on the road. Keep clear of the moors. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. Let them see what kind of a person I am. Why, she wouldn't even harm a fly. How do we start this again? Yeah, I, I remembered. I remembered. <laughs> it's been that long. Okay. Hey folks, my name is Will. My name is Yaz. And welcome to the Monster Monday podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about horror films every single week. And Yaz, why do we talk about horror films? Because the monsters in film aren't as scary as the monsters in real life. And we're back. Woo! Sort of. Sort of. Yay! We're intermittent. <laughs> yes, we are. We are. We're going to try and make this semi-regular again. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully, fingers We've crossed. We've just been very, very busy. Very busy. Yes, getting all spooky up in here. Getting married spookily. As we say, getting married. Yeah, yeah, but we did it spookily. Yeah, yeah we, we did. did. It, yeah. Um, we had a monster-themed wedding. We did. If you saw the photos, we got the uh, Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein cake topper. It was a very spooky cake. Uh, we have great festive decorations. Thank you to uh, everyone who helped us out with that. M- me. Yeah, you. <laughs> and also, and also your mum. We also had our friend Dan did some photoshopping oh, yeah, for yeah, us. Of course, yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's you trying to take all the credit. Well, for to be fair, I did the majority of it. So okay, you well, know. Yeah. Give give or take, but uh, yeah. So we've just been really really busy. But now we're we back. went on our honeymoon. Oh, we did. We did that spookily as well. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We we started several million jobs. Yeah, we did, yes. And yeah, hopefully we can do these semi-regularly again because we've missed out on a lot of horror and we've missed doing this as well. I like, like recording these and watching horror films. Yes. <laughs> you want to say that a bit more convincingly? No, I'm joking. Yeah, I have missed doing this. Um, it's just it's just been kind of hard to find the time when mm. we're both sort of ready and not tired and... Mm. You know, we've had a lot going on. Yeah, but we're so out of practice that I've actually forgotten how to watch films because we were going to do an episode, well, we we are going to do an episode, but uh, on the film Dashcam, which where we, <laughs> it was back in episode 25, 26, ages ago that we reviewed the film Host, which came from writer-director Rob Savage. And it was a found footage film done over lockdown uh, during uh, lockdown in the UK filmed over Zoom and he's got his follow up Dashcam which has got a similar found footage premise however when we looked oh you can rent this film oh great let's go on Amazon and rent it there happens to be another film called <laughs> Dashcam that's also partially found footage from the outside at least that came out in the exact same year so you go on Amazon and you can rent two 2021 films called Dashcam yeah so um we ended up renting the wrong one first. <laughs> so yeah, so we'll watch. Well, we'll talk about the this dash cam briefly. This comes from writer director Christian Nilsson. I mean, his name did come up, and I just thought it was the production company. Yeah. I just didn't really think anything of it, and I was like, oh, where where's Rob Savage's yeah. name? So I, like, I thought, oh. okay, maybe he produced it. Maybe, yeah. maybe he he's uh, he's just put his name on this other found footage film. But no. Uh, it was interesting though because dashcam. Uh, but I think we got like <laughs> we got a good chunk of the way into the film before we were like, "This is the wrong one." Yeah, this isn't right. <laughs> yeah, I, I I remember seeing the poster of the new dashcam film where there's like it's it's through a dashcam looking at a road and there's a woman in the road and this film hasn't even left the apartment yet. Yeah. So how is <laughs> how is this happening? Okay, but okay. So we'll briefly talk about dashcam. We watched it. Let's let's plug another indie film. Yes, let's do yeah. our civic duty. So. It stars Eric Tabak, who 
um, in real life is actually a YouTuber. He quit YouTube, but if you, his channel's still there, doing uh, hyper-sensationalized clickbait stuff. And yeah, it's, it seems like a fun channel, I guess. But he's uh, he's the lead in this is Jake. He's an editor for a local news organization, which basically just amounts to him sighing in his bedroom while going through footage and waiting for footage to process on his on his MacBook. And he receives footage and receives documents that are confidential and classified accidentally because he's editing a news package where a uh, the former attorney general has been supposedly killed by a police officer there's dash cam footage that has uh, been given to this news organization but the actual body cam of the officer has been corrupted no one's got access to that but he's sent it accidentally but the officer is also dead. The officer so also there's dead. no corroborating story either. Yes. We see Officer Myers pull Lieberman over during a routine traffic stop. Lieberman instantly grows irate and pulls a gun on the officer. Six shots exchanged between the two of them. Both were pronounced dead at the scene. The governor's office is hoping the release of the dash cam footage will calm the nerves of conspiracy theorists who believe the former attorney general was assassinated in a government cover-up. Those fiery rumors were only fanned when the governor originally withheld the name of the officer involved, and his newly appointed attorney general released a statement saying that the body cam footage would not be released as it had been compromised. Yeah, I think it's super suspicious. I mean, it is. I mean, the guy files a bunch of lawsuits against the governor, and then the governor forces him to resign, and now he's dead? I mean, that is super suspicious. <laughs> I mean, and then, oh yeah, they didn't even have a find a body cam on him. So I would say that's some big brother shit. So the film opens with all of this news footage and interviews that they're going to be putting into this news package of people thinking it's a massive conspiracy theory. They do, like, Why wait so long to release the footage? Why don't they just let us see the footage if they've got nothing to hide? And Jake, he's a, he wants to get into journalism. He's decided that editing is his best route in. And he receives this information mistakenly. He gets a cryptic phone call saying, "You did. We accidentally sent you this. You've you've not read it, right? You've deleted it, right? Can you confirm verbally over the phone that you've deleted it?" I mean, my first problem was that he answered a no caller ID phone call because oh, yeah. I would have just ignored that. Exactly, but that's not because of uh, of any incriminating <laughs> evidence. That's just crippling anxiety. <laughs> That's, that's, that's just the millennial experience yeah. of phones, isn't it? Uh, no caller ID, no answer. Um, so he goes through these documents. He's got autopsy reports. He's got uh, he's got phone calls because they've uh, the police had bugged the attorney general's phone transcripts, everything. And when watching Dashcam for the first like 40, 45 minutes, we had no idea we were watching the wrong film. So I was kind of expecting, oh, is he going to watch the dash cam footage and the body yeah. cam? And is there going to be like a spooky ghost? Yeah, like, me too. With... I was like, oh, what, where's this going? <laughs> did, it t did it turn out the attorney general went to the police officer and said, your mother sucks cocks in hell. And I became Reagan possessed or something. But no, it turns out to just be a pretty solid uh, political conspiracy thriller, I guess. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. I, think... I mean, I guess the ending within, what, 10 minutes of the film? Oh, yeah. It's it's one of those films where it ends basic, exactly the same way how you would imagine it would. Yeah. We, we, we won't spoil it here because it's still quite a recent release, but it's not uh, pushing the boat out narratively. It was still good. Oh, yeah. I, I also did like, I got vibes of the film Searching. If you've seen that, it's the film uh, starring John Cho from 2018, where it's entirely from his desktop. It's, it's done from the guy who directed the Google adverts from the mid-2010s. Uh, that's a really good film that really draws you along 
a mystery narrative revolving around a dad whose daughter has gone missing. I got vibes from that. Um, but yeah, it's it's a standard political conspiracy thriller about a editor who goes way over his head trying to pursue a story. Some Zoom conversations uh, where with his girlfriend and a Halloween party because it takes place on Halloween, uh, which further added credence in my mind at least yeah this is the horror film that we're after because it's, <laughs> it's it's halloween, halloween. there's a couple there's even a couple of jump scares because he's got like a doorbell attached to his macbook where it goes whenever somebody rings and he looks through his his peephole in his apartment door and maybe some creepy stuff's happening there so yeah for the first 40 50 ish minutes i thought okay there's definitely ghosts there's like he was assassinated by some somebody spooky and then once we realized our mistake I think that kind of took the wind out of the sails a little bit. And we thought, oh, no, nothing spooky is going to happen. This is just a film and the direction is exactly what you think it's going to go in. Yeah, a little bit. It started off really strong and exciting. Mm. And then it just kind of, it was just kind of what you expect. Yeah. But it, it yeah, there was a few things that have his, the, the main character made a few mistakes and I was like, why, why are you doing this? Like, mm. why is he talking openly about this conspiracy theory to somebody on an internet access when he knows that he can be tapped, his phone can be tapped and all sorts. I mean, mm. this is the government we're talking about. They're listening already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and I was just like, whoa, 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 stop talking so loud mm. about this. Like, you need to do this shit in person, not, yeah. not over an internet access. Yeah, well, he's also watching this uh, classified footage with audio and these uh, these conversations through his speakers as well instead of headphones. Yeah, that which... was another thing. And, I mean, you saw somebody go into the apartment next door, so he was like, well, that's obviously somebody keeping tabs on him. Possibly, yeah. So you're telling me it wasn't. Hey, well, that it, it doesn't confirm. It leaves a few things up in the air, so there is, like, oh, is there actually a big conspiracy going on? At least until it starts unfolding at the end it is like a even during a phone conversation he has with his girlfriend or there were five shots fired in the footage but there's like eight bullet wounds how does that happen and the girl and the girlfriend's like well depending on how the guy was sitting when he got hit could have gone through the arm and that's multiple uh, entry and exit wounds so it it does try and give the benefit of the doubt to the Am authorities ambiguity. yeah 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 um, but I remember saying to you at some point, this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Oh, and it happened. <laughs> yeah. I also think the, the film does lose a lot of steam when it starts leaving the desktop, when it leaves the apartment of, uh, of, of Jake and he goes out to... I don't know clues. why he thought that was a good idea. I get, I get why he thought it was because he's he's been swept up in this conspiracy and he wants his big his first big break. But there are still yeah, some... but they're watching you. Yeah, like, yeah. Why would you? <laughs> there are still some basic fundamental mistakes that he makes, and Winnie's here as well. Hello, Winnie. But yeah, I remember saying to you like, oh, um, he's going to be on the news in the morning because that was like his dream. Yeah, and then you you basically predicted the closing ten or fifteen Doomsie. seconds of the yeah, film. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Well, I predicted the whole ending, and then I was like, this is going to happen. He's going to be on the news in the morning because... <laughs> oh, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. Spoilers. We might, have to, we might beep that out. Yeah, but, we'll beep that bit out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I actually thought for a low-budget film that we stumbled across accidentally... Yeah, it, it was it, pretty good, it, to it, be fair. Yeah, it was decent. Uh, I thought that there was some in, like, endearing dialogue to it as well, some fun moments. Uh, and I definitely related 
to uh, having to fix audio and sync things up and using... This was a great advert for Adobe Premiere editing software. Yeah, it was pretty good, actually. Yeah, you put, like, little uh, labels on certain parts of the timeline. I really, I really related to this quite a bit. But it was good. I, I enjoyed it. It's. I think it does lose steam as it goes along. And I think I was so hooked at the beginning because I thought spooky stuff was going to happen. But it laid the groundwork really well. But it is also very interesting, though, when you're mm. watching it from... The, like the I would say the opening is definitely like the the strongest part. Yeah, it it um it leads the audience along. It, le- it led me along really well for the first half where it was letting you were solving the mystery at the same time as Yeah, Jake that was. was cool. And yeah, you were putting the pieces together like you he reads through the autopsy reports and it's on screen for a decent amount of time so that you can see it as well. And then once you realize oh that there's actually five gunshots in the audio. Like we were there watching it we counting. We were counting the, it yeah. and like oh hang on this doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, that was really cool. Because we listened to true crime podcasts. It felt like we were part of like that that detective vibe of a true crime podcast for something that was enfolding in progress on the film. Yeah, so to be honest, it, it wasn't too bad. It was it was it was alright. So we had a dash cam double feature. Dash cam double feature. <laughs> you see, the content you were mistakenly sent, well, it would greatly impede an ongoing investigation. Quite a sensitive investigation at that. But you didn't download them, you say. I didn't know. downloaded it would erase it agreed mm-hmm. can i get an audible yes yes <laughs> it would cause all sorts of problems if that classified information were to get released to the public in a news report i mean problems for us in the investigation of course but problems for you I didn't mean that to sound like a threat. I just, I mean, there would be legal actions taken against you and your publisher to the fullest extent possible. But you didn't download anything. And if you did, we've established you would erase it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good. Well, it's been interesting to talk with you. Yeah, uh, it was nice. Yeah. So yeah, the actual dash cam movie that we were after, but the other dash cam was a pleasant surprise, was from writer-director Rob Savage. And this comes from Blumhouse Productions as well. Yes, it also had um, people he worked on host with. So Jed Shepard, Gemma Hurley, um, maybe some other people I can think of. Mm. Um, And some of the actors were the same as well Mm. um, from host. Yeah, and the setting is is similar as well. It does star... Uh, the, the lead character is an American who's come over, uh, but this is set during, like, lockdown. This is uh, set in the UK again. Uh, everyone's well, wearing... Well, not necessarily lockdown, but when masks were mandatory. Well, yeah. Because well, they're not anymore. Well, uh, well when... Um, when this this was set, the um, the main character goes to the airport to leave, and, like, nobody's there. She has to wear... Like, they're really strict on masks while... Uh, doing deliveries and things like that in restaurants and stuff. I think this is like early on. This is set early on in the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. but I don't think it's a lot in that, was it? Yeah, yeah. But we, we have, because we have, it works to the film's benefit because you don't see many other characters and it means, oh, why is why are the streets so empty? Oh, it's because everyone's inside. 
Mm. Mm. But uh, someone who hates the fact that everybody is locked down and inside is Annie, who's played by Annie Harding. And she's... Is she our protagonist or our antagonist? Now, we will never know. <laughs> yeah, so Annie, I think Rob and the filmmakers really did not want the audience to like Annie because she's the worst thing imaginable. She's a live streamer. She's an absolute... See you, next, see, you next, see you next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, deep it out. <laughs> yeah. So, so Annie uh, hosts the number one worldwide uh, improvised music vehicle live stream. So she goes around driving in a car with uh, a camera on the dashboard, uh, films herself freestyle rapping to a live chat to an audience of a couple of dozen people. And as someone who does live stream, I actually found myself always my eye was drawn to the bottom left of the screen what was the live chat saying and i always enjoyed watching what the live chat was saying while the events of the film was happening and shit starts to get real i found that really funny but annie is unambiguously a massive maga supporter she's full fully endorsed into QAnon and stuff like she mentions things like the cabal and adrenochrome uh she has a make america great again hat she's unambiguously that side of the political aisle and she comes to england to meet her friends to escape the restrictions in america uh, yeah. only she comes to england where i'm pretty sure we were more restricted than america <laughs> so yeah so she she goes there to meet stretch because they used to do music together uh, last decade uh, played and she just like breaks into his house now she breaks into his house with a key i'm not convinced he didn't know she was going did he i don't think so no and he just she just like walks into the house in the middle of the night well she's she's live streaming her arrival to stretch's house and stretch is played by uh, amir shada patel and she fully live streams where he hides his key, which is under a plant pot in front of the house. You, you don't live stream where... like Because they know the address. People are watching. At one point later on in the film, Stretch finds Annie because He's, she's live streaming. She's live streaming. So he's like, how did you find me? And he just sighs, puts the phone. phone screen up, and you can see I think that's happen. probably the point, though. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. It's definitely, like... She's, yeah. she's someone who you also get the sense is incredibly lonely as well. And she gets her validation and her sense of community. By being a troll. Yes, by being a troll and being on these live streams as well. And I I wouldn't even say being a troll because that her personality, I don't think is much of a put on because when stuff starts happening over the film, she still tries to... No, but she likes getting reactions out of people. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she'll just say ridiculous things to people and like, it gets her in a lot of trouble. Mm, but I, I don't think it's a persona. I think that's just who she is. That's that's what I think. Okay, interesting. Mm. So Maybe. yeah, so yeah, she goes to uh, Stretch's house. Who's got a girlfriend there? Who's not happy to see her at all? And I mean, the way she wakes them up. No, I'm not surprised. Uh, yeah, you. There's some gory things in this film, but that was the thing that was kind of making you wretch a bit, wasn't it? How she wakes him up. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch it, so I don't actually oh. know particularly what happened because I oh, yeah, avoided it every single time it happened. Yes, uh, so um, Stretch is working as a delivery driver uh, through like a, a mobile phone tech startup and um, takes her around to do some deliveries and do some filming and some live streaming as well. She antagonizes a lot of the people at the restaurant and the businesses there, alienates the Stretch at every opportunity. So 
in revenge uh, because she thinks that Stretch and her girlfriend are going to kick her out, which they probably are. Well, they did kick her out. Uh, and well, she just well, starts acting like a little... Well, well, they're they're debating like, does she stay? Do we like send her on the next plane? And she overhears the conversation, steals Stretch's keys, and goes out in his car while smoking weed, and takes one of the deliveries on because his phone is in the car, and the delivery takes her to this pretty small, humble like takeaway place. It looks like there's nobody there at first, but when it turns out that there's somebody there, she meant to cancel the delivery, didn't want anybody coming in. She asked, look, do you have a car? Can you do me this favor? I'll pay you money. And, and lots of it. And lots of money, which Annie's completely game for. Says, can you take this person, this old woman called Angela, played by Angela Enahoro, this frail old woman who's wearing a mask and is uh, hobbling around and looks very ill. Looks like you, you see her on the dash cam at first because she the whole film is from the perspective of her phone camera or dash cam camera that's like mounted on her hat. She gets she gets a duty free on at the airport on the way to the UK, and she looks really frail, and looks really sick, and says you need to take her to this address. So write down the address and just take her straight there, and then all hell kind of breaks loose really from these humble beginnings. Yeah, without revealing too much. Mm. Although we can say she did shit in the car. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she shits in the car. Yes. Hi, I'm Annie Hardy, and you're watching Van Car. Another day in paradise. Hello. Listen, I just need you to take my friend somewhere nearby. This is Angela. Her and I taking a trip. <laughs> did you find me? If you've seen the trailer, you'll see that uh, there's some supernatural or uh, potentially sci-fi things going on with Angela. Uh, a lot of violence, a lot of uh, car crashes. I counted four separate occasions where Annie crashes the car. <laughs> um, and I... I think that car outlived everything. Well, you know, yeah, oh yeah, because the car turns up at the end as well, doesn't it? But um, yeah, but she gets into multiple different cars and crashes basically every single one of them. And I think that's a bit of a restriction of the format and the budget, where it's like, okay, how can we escalate? How can we build this action scene to a to a climax? Let's just crash the car again. I mean, it was very entertaining though, all of it. <laughs> it it was, was just like, how have these people survived? Like, <laughs> so I, I don't want to start this off with a, an immediate comparison to Host, but did you prefer this or Host? Oh no, they're both very very good and very different. I don't know if I can compare them. For for me, unambiguously Host. I, I really, really liked Host. And I like Dashcam as well. I but... really like both of them. I think they're on par for me. Because, yeah, I think... Because I think Host has got... Uh, it's got a bigger cast as well, so there's more people to enjoy. If you don't like Annie, if... Even, like, unironically, like, you just... You can't stand her presence, you're going to have a really tough time with Dashcam. I don't know, because I couldn't stand her. She was annoying the fuck out of me. But I wanted to see her... Killed. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to see her go through hell and back, and yeah. Yeah. I did, yeah. yeah, and it was quite enjoyable actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so but I think your tolerance for for that type of character will, for people, it will be it will be finite. But whereas host, I also think was a lot more fun and experimental, like with the found footage format. Whereas dashcam, 
with the exception of it being live streamed and having a live chat through the bottom left the entire time, which I don't think I've seen before, um, at least in, like found footage films I've seen, it felt a little bit been there, done that. Like the everything revolving around Angela, I re remember seeing in Chronicle, which is a found footage film from twenty twelve. Oh, I've never seen that. Uh, Chronicle's really, really good. Uh, like one of my favorite films of that year. And when it came to the revelations at the end, it's sort of uh, generic imagery. Like we've seen this sort of stuff before, even if the execution of it is uh, is a bit more experimental. Uh, I think it hits those beats really well. They are just beats that I've seen before. I think if this is like an introduction to found footage or if... I don't know. I think this is a good one to start with. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. it's definitely one of the most more interesting found footage films. Yeah. And, and when you see the directions that it goes and some of the uh, imagery, some of it's in the trailer as well. So I, I don't feel too bad. I'm going to be controversial. Mm -hmm. I would rather watch this a million times more than Blair Witch Project. That's fine. Well, yeah, because because Blair Witch was the start of, well, in the mainstream of the found footage genre. Um, of course, like it had been uh, predated by other films as well, but not big public exposure. But there were growing pains there. Like, yeah, I just um not a fan. Yeah, well, we we've already reviewed Blair Witch we as have, well. We have, yeah. So check out that one, folks. Self promotion. Uh, <laughs> so like and subscribe. Um, but but you know it's it's revered as this amazing horror film but i would rather check out dash cam well well dash cam it doesn't take itself as seriously i think because annie is an interesting horror protagonist because she's somebody who like she's maybe a bit too witty for her own good no like hardly anything in that happens in the film without her passing some sarcastic comment like when uh when angela does shit herself in the car uh, she, 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 she just hurls every insult at her and is like also performing to the live stream audience and everything. But she's, she still tries to get the job done, still tries to get Angela where she needs to. And it's only when things really start escalating that she thinks, damn it, I'm out of here. This is too much. But then Angela keeps on finding her. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, I, I did like how with the one thing I did like about Dashcam that I tend not to like about other found footage films was the conceit of having it on her hat, the camera on her head, so that you actually were following it as more of a point of view rather than where th there's a camera being held and yeah, sometimes that is... shaky. Yeah, that's used to obfuscate some of the imagery. Whereas that... the shakiness of this one felt right because it was on top of her head. Yeah, we were seeing it how she was seeing rather than yeah. something she was carrying. Yeah, which, th that was good. Yeah, yeah, I thought that intimacy was really good. And I, I did like how she would sometimes interact with the live chat as well. She would like... Uh, respond to stuff being said people and you can see over the course of the film because sometimes the connection cuts in and out but it's always filming uh sometimes when the live chat comes back after 10 minutes of being away and they've missed everything that's happened so they have no context and the view counter on the top right is like going up and up and up every time it comes back online as she becomes like a viral sensation she's too busy trying not to die to be worried about whether or not she's going viral but it's a nice little Thing to notice a little, a little visual running gag yeah i've noticed like they pay a lot of attention to detail like with host and with um dash cam like like you see the comments um coming up the screen mm. the screen 
up the screen and stuff like that. Mm. Like just little details, like the like you say, people watching the the watching count and like mm. yeah. And Angela is a scary bitch. She made me jump a couple of times. <laughs> she, she is, yes, yeah, she is. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I thought that uh, she. I don't think she has any dialogue over the course of the film, but uh, Angela Enahoro uh, is really. Uh, is really intimidating, even when she's not doing anything. Even when there's a scene where she's just sat on the back seat of an empty car and she's just staring It's because at the you camera. know something's going to happen, yes. but you just don't know what. And it's just this old lady sat there and you're like, why am I scared by this old lady just sat in her car? Yeah. Like... I, I think if, if uh, with this film, Rob Savage isn't trying to like reinvent found footage, but you get the sense he's a really playful filmmaker. Like he really enjoys messing with the audience. The rule of three with him, I've noticed, always gets broken. You think, uh, okay, uh, fake out, fake out, bam, now is the scare. He'll actually maybe leave it for the fourth or fifth time. He won't let an audience settle into a rhythm. That's what I've really noticed. Yeah. Uh, like you think, um, oh, the third time um, someone um, turns the camera around to look over the shoulder, that's when, ah, oh, spooky, someone jumps over your shoulder. No, it's going to be the time after or the time after that. Yeah, so you can never predict it. So it always catches you um, yeah. off guard. I, I think that's great, though. Like, it's really good. Yeah, so there, there are some really good jump scares because of that. And even just the playfulness of in this and host, how he messes with the end credits. Oh, the end credits of this were great. Mm. She did like a rap of all their names and stuff like that. I mean, it she was still an insufferable character, but it's an interesting way to do the credits. I really liked the credits. Yeah, it's like in uh, in Host where they had the contact lists uh, for Zoom, yes. and that was the, that was yeah. the credits. They just have so much like the yeah, they're just doing great stuff. Yeah, this team. I hope this little team like. The three of them like keep together and keep mm. creating things because they they just come up with so many different like interesting things and they pay so much attention. And you can tell that they're like true horror fans and mm. want to do the best that they can. Yeah, yeah. And it's really cool. I feel like they're uh, expanding their scope. Like as host was, from beginning to end was on a single street. Maybe it could be like a technology like world, like a little like what's the thing? You know, like you've got the. Cornetto trilogy. Maybe this they, <laughs> yeah. they can create their like internet world. Like maybe mm. like so, you know. So we've had we've had Zoom. We've had like what dash cams. Yeah, so, so now, live streaming. Yeah. So what could the next one be? Like I don't know. I'm thinking um, because Winnie's just walked into the room. I'm thinking pet camera. And, well, hit mm -hmm. us up, Rob Savage, if you like that there, idea. There, there's the pitch, <laughs> and we've got a very spooky main character for you, haven't we, Winnie? Uh, yeah, I'd be interested to know what they do next, because going from a host where at one point one of the characters leaves their apartment to go check on a friend, that was the most ambitious in terms of geographical scope that host got. Whereas Dashcam, several, like, she's trekking through uh, woods, goes through a fairground at one point for a really fun... Um, funhouse mirror section as well that was really uh, I found that really visually interesting um, to uh, a, like a, a modern house and an underground area like yeah I want to know what he does next does he do a, a cross country tour or something um, in, in his next film if he's going to keep expanding or does he contract again I'd be interested to know what Rob Savage and the team do next yeah maybe they could do um, they could go retro and do dial up 
They Instead, <laughs> you you can't. Uh, or, um, you can't. Um, you can't use your phone at the same time you're watching the <laughs> yeah, film. Yeah. Well, no, you can't. Like, it could be a plot point in the film. Like, I don't know. Like, you know. You, you need to use the phone to call the police, but you're on dialogue. Yeah. So you can't do it. But you need to stay on dialogue because you need to like find a location or something. I don't know. Oh. I'm. I'm not. The writer. Or you want to use... Remember back in the day, kids, if you if you, you may not have been born You've for this. You've got to have a floppy disk or something and it's like... Yeah, yeah. Fl- floppy <laughs> disk. But it was that time when computers took up like an entire half of a room in a house. And that, <laughs> yeah. that was the computer room. And you had to take turns on it. And oh, no, I need to do my taxes. No, I can't, Dad. I'm playing Worms Armageddon on PC. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm on MSN. <laughs> yeah, I'm on MSN. I'm playing World of Warcraft or uh, I'm playing Solitaire. That... That's that was the height. What was of... that other one? The the little runny man game. Um, oh, I have no idea. It was on mini clip. Do you remember that mini clip? Oh, ev- everything was on mini clip. <laughs> I remember um, me and my friends at school going into the science lab during lunch break because there was a computer at the back of the room and we just play flash games for like the break. That's just what we did. Oh, Minesweeper. Mine, yeah, yeah, yeah we... that's a good. A horror film set in Minesweeper. Oh, yeah, because when you actually like explode you explode in person <laughs> when the minds blow up in yeah. the game they blow up for real um there we go rob there, if it is, <laughs> it is feel, like even you've watched that alan partridge episode where he's pitching <laughs> ideas to the bbc director like yeah it's a bit like that yeah. <laughs> and rob's because they're shrugging at the other side of the table yeah like mm, yeah. the alan partridge shrug <laughs> yeah no but yeah so i think we'll get maybe a bit more into spoiler stuff uh, for the last uh, bit of the of the review yeah. but but uh, f- final re- like final thoughts on dashcam for those who want to avoid spoilers um go see it mm. it's great it's a great f- it's a great film it's great fun one last thing mm-hmm. um i just want to actually this might go into spoiler territory so we'll leave it for afterwards um no, it is. Yeah, it's really good. I would definitely recommend it. Cause I already have recommended it. Because <laughs> you you can rent this on um, Amazon. A, on Amazon and Apple. But do, do you think that this like host is a film that benefits from watching it at home or on a laptop str- uh, stream? Uh, well, I think you could watch this anywhere. To be honest, yeah, I mean, it might be quite fun on your phone as well. To be honest, um, <laughs> but. I don't like the cinema, so oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I would say watch it at home. <laughs> yeah, that makes it's sense. definitely worth renting. It's cheaper than a cinema ticket mm-hmm. as well if you were going to see it in the cinema. But... Yeah, I think um, just as Rob is experimenting with online formats to play with the horror genre it's like just how people watch the films as well like this, this played at festivals on a big screen in front of an audience but I think this does belong at home there's like a, a something you watch on Isn't, your... it feels intimate doesn't it it doesn't seem like the kind of film that you could watch on the big screen yeah like, not it, to say that you can't but like it would be difficult to pay attention to all of the things happening on yeah. screen at the same like you couldn't follow the live chat and uh watch the viewer count and also watch what's happening with the characters on screen as well you might lose some details on a screen that big but no, I, I think this is really good. I don't think it's reinventing the wheel. It doesn't have to, obviously. But I thought it was an interesting experiment to have a main character this flagrantly obnoxious and easy to hate be the character that leads you through this journey. I thought that was a really brave choice. And I thought that Annie Hardy, who plays Annie, 
Oh, she does a great job. Yeah, she. You, She's incredible. You love to hate her. You, but, you really do. Yeah, I think some people will just hate her, but I, I didn't enjoy hating her. If that makes sense, like while still kind of rooting for her, like you know Disney villains. If you just hate them, then that's a bit boring. But if you love to hate those characters, that's what makes them memorable. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, we recommend Ashcam. Definitely. Definitely. You should go see if she's alive. Hello? Hello? When we get to the end, when Annie finds herself accidentally at the address that she was meant to take Angela to and Angela finds her again after crashing the car and she flies out of the lake and throws the car into the water. That was the stuff that reminded me of Chronicle. But uh, it turns out that Angela is maybe this, uh, this subject, this pawn in a cult. And Annie goes into the house and finds some sheets of paper on the wall with with occult imagery turns around and there's a load of people there who slit their throats and that was stuff... oh that that made me jump a little bit honestly i found that really generic like that was what kind of let me down it was like oh so this is what it's leading to at the end it's executed fine but i thought for something that was this bold and inventive in its execution oh okay so it's just a cult and stuff and like tentacles come out of angela's mouth and yeah it was executed really well but it felt like, oh, okay, so I, I thought that maybe it might have been a bit more uh, creative with the occult imagery. Like, I've seen that occult logo and uh, people creepily in this same uniform looking at the camera. I've seen that a lot, which is why I think if this like a starter pack to horror or to found footage, it will maybe read a lot more effective, I think. But as someone who watches a lot of horror films and yourself as well... You know, I thought I'd seen it before. I didn't mind that, to be honest. Mm. I did like the creature at the end, though. It looked like it wasn't wearing a mask, but it still had, like, a clown face. But you didn't get a proper good look at it. Mm. Uh, and Annie just beats the crap out of it with her electric keyboard. <laughs> which I, I thought it would be similar to Blair Witch. Like, she goes missing. Yeah. Uh, like the other dash cam film, or she turns up on the news <laughs> the next day or something. But no, she... She... <laughs> through sheer piss and vinegar uh makes her way through the events of the film piss and vinegar. yeah but, uh, yeah i thought what's the most british thing i can say to an american woman who survives this horror film uh like <laughs> stretch stretch doesn't make out the film he gets his throat slashed and oh eaten. i know i like stretch he mm. was he was good yeah and oh his feet went through some oh. real hardship like, yeah. I think, like there was the syringe in the foot he falls out of a tree he's uh, yeah he definitely um Needed to go to A and E. Yeah, um, yeah. But what I was talking about before, when Annie does not seem to relent in her personality at all, was when they see Angela's mother. Because it turns out she's actually like way younger. The like the Angela that we see has maybe been artificially aged or has just aged really quickly or something. Because we see like a teenage uh, Angela in a phone picture. She's got an, Ari an Ariana Grande tattoo on her stomach. Um, when she dies, gets her head ripped off and they're hiding in the woods. And Oh, and... that is a gnarly kill. Mm. Is <laughs> She gets her arm broken at first. Oh, yeah. And that is... Woo! 
And the live chat's like rooting her on, like, oh, Annie's such a badass. I know, <laughs> but to be fair, they're all agreeing with her views, so. They are. But uh, so, yeah, and um, Stretch is just sat at the side of the car, just sort of taking it all in. And Annie's like, hey, Stretch, I think I've figured out what rhymes with orange. Like, come on, give me a beat. Uh, and then he does. And it turns out that what she wanted to rhyme with orange was, I'm not going to get a vaccine from a syringe. And I was like, okay, so no matter what's happening, you're st- this is the lane you're in. <laughs> Which you kind of, kind of admire the dedication in a fictional horror film. Yeah. Yeah, there's some really good um, blood, guts and gore in this. Mm. Um, some great effects. The arm snapping was a great one. Yeah, the the knife uh, in Angela's mouth at the end as oh, well. Oh yeah. Or, um, I be I'd be surprised if the monster at the end was uh was mostly practical. There's probably some practical blood and guts and gore there, but the actual creature, I uh, I think that's my that might have been CGI. It could have been blinded. I don't know. Mm. In terms of action and set pieces. Annie just crashes a car about four times in the span of about 40 minutes. But the thing is, it's funny. Oh. It's like, it's still really good. It's like, oh my God, mm. she's still going. And Why hasn't this woman given up? Mm. Like, Oh, and, and what, one thing I mentioned earlier about it feels more like a first person perspective rather than a found footage film is when she is in the car and she gets thrown into the lake. And she's trying to get out the car. Oh, that was great. Yes. It feels like you're watching somebody try and get out of a a sinking car. It was so tense. Yeah, through first person rather than, I'm trying to get out, but I'm keeping the camera with me. Yeah. That's the point where you'd probably drop the camera. But because it's on her head, you you live through it. Yeah, yeah. That That, was really, really good. Yeah. yeah, I think that was maybe the most... uh, in terms of the format, the most inventive that dash cam gets. Not necessarily the, the scariest, but the, the, yeah, there are some great scares. Uh, and old Angela is very creepy and scary uh, when she's in the tree as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stretch has got the camera and is looking for her and just looks up and, oh, she's just in the tree. <laughs> there's there's a fun, like, banality to the image, but it, I, I really liked it. It's just, she's not even being creepy up in the tree. <laughs> she's... she's She's just stood in the tree. Which in itself makes it really creepy. Yeah, it was that was really good. Um so Oh, yeah. when Annie slips in piss and falls in it. Oh yeah. Oh, that's really slipping in the shit. Gross stuff. Yeah. But it is just like it's good because <laughs> I mean, like, bodily fluids and stuff like that. It's going to happen if mm. you're going to be in this kind of, like... If you're dealing with humans, anti-humans, whatever we're dealing with... <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's going to be, like, blood, piss and shit. Mm. So it was kind of nice to see the <laughs> film do that. <laughs> yeah. Even if it was a bit gross. Yeah. There was even a nice detail um, that gets focused on... I think it's the second time Annie crashes the car <laughs> and someone smashes through the front window as mm. the car behind them is burning. That was quite horrific. Uh, Stretch is trying to get them out and Annie's, like, just stuck in the back seat uh, watching him scream and die. Uh, and it turns out that they'd just gotten married, the uh, people in the car. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, the, the bride is... Um, clumped up and like on the front passenger seat over the dashboard and Annie goes to put her like um her uh, MAGA hoodie like to cover her face and the, the airbag goes off and that was a night like 
it, you feel bad for laughing, but that, <laughs> yeah, that does like, feel really relatable. Yeah, <laughs> like, trying to give her a bit of respect. Like, yeah. she's dead, like, yeah. whatever. And then they and then they <laughs> back her. It, yeah, it's it's that fun playfulness. Like, like it's funny, and then you feel guilty for laughing about it. I like how Rob um, takes you on these uh, journeys outside of the horror. I like it. I, I think he's a really, and the whole team as well, of course, uh, really, really fun new voices in horror. And I really look I'm forward really, to it. I'm really, yeah, I'm very excited to see where they keep going with this. Like, mm. it's a great little trio that's going on. Like, if they could keep making films together, that would be good. So who's the trio? Uh, so so Ro- it's Rob Je- Savage. Yeah, Gemma Hurley and Jed Shepard. Yeah, a, a great trio. Um, whether or not their next sequel is uh, Minesweeper, Sweep Harder or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> hopefully we'll get, we, get, we get a mention. Um, or, or maybe... Uh, inspired as inspired by monster monday yeah horror podcast but then it's just oh yeah oh uh, but they could tap into the audio world yeah an audio drama yeah yeah there, there we go oh so, we're just full of ideas aren't we yeah <laughs> but but um yeah dash cam really I, I did really enjoy it uh, and i think it's the little touches like the airbag like the perspective like that drowning scene that will i'll really remember as opposed to the actual story and the directions it goes in towards the end like yeah like i said the occult imagery and some of the stuff i felt is a little bit um a little bit tried and tested but like the small details is where it excels and that's what that's the stuff i'm going to really remember like years after i've seen the film yeah i definitely think these films are gonna once people start getting and watching these films once they start coming to the mainstream i think they're definitely going to end up being a classic Mm. um in years to come i hope i hope they are anyway um it's great that um indie movies are being made like this and you know um i can't Mm. wait to see more of what they do and where they go with it i would like them to stay in this kind of universe Mm. and explore it a bit further um, to see what else they can come up with well, if um, if host and dash cam take place during uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic and are all like they're all set in England, is there going to be like a third film when they cross paths with each other or something like um that like in the third film someone's running down a London street and sees one of the characters from host running in the other direction to go to the apartment. <laughs> uh, it turns out uh, oh we just saw a, somebody crash a car for the third time down that. <laughs> down that country road i wonder what's happening down there while they're doing their own shit with maybe giant spiders and minesweeper oh no please please don't do giant spiders because i won't be able to watch it okay so that's that's the line so no yeah, gi- no, no giant, giant spiders sp- okay in fact no spiders at all it doesn't matter their size giant cockroaches yeah that'll, that's fine okay yeah so that that's happening while all of this other stuff in the the savage averse is happening hey what was that oh my god oh my god oh my god what the f- Any other thoughts on Dashcam or think we've covered it? Um it was a good double feature. I actually enjoyed watching two films back to back. And the fact that they were called the same thing was quite fun as well. And released in the same year. And released but... in the same year. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know why I didn't pick up earlier on the first <laughs> film. But <laughs> I did 
written. No, but, um, but, but yeah, but it, it feels like um, the first one just feel kind of ripped out of the headlines, like responding to um, mistrust of government and authority figures and the reliance that we have on body cams and dash cams and releasing yeah, stuff online. It's part of the zeitgeist, so I think yeah. it needs to be explored. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was a, an interesting uh, political thriller that I think uh, kind of loses steam towards the end. But I'm, I'm glad that we accidentally, accidentally yeah, discovered it. Yeah, I'm glad I watched it. I, it, it. It's a nice little film. It definitely needed to go supernatural in the last half, though. I think we needed ghosts. I think the... No, I just think I just think <laughs> it should have um, maybe, like, I don't know, because I don't know how else you could have ended it. Yeah. Because, like... It was obvious he had to he had to end up in the news mm. for being dead the next day. He just had to. Like that was his whole goal mm. at the end of the day. Yeah. He didn't speak to the universe clearly on no. how he wanted to be on TV. <laughs> so Yeah, misinterpreted it. Oh, yeah. You pick, so, you pick know, your words carefully. Yeah, pick your words carefully. Yeah. Speak carefully to the universe of how you want to be on TV. Yeah, but the dash cam film was not going to end with oh, you know, authority figures and government organizations are trustworthy actually no like, like, you, you can't yeah. and you can't end it with like everything being okay and this big secret coming out either yeah unless you did it so that this massive secret came out and people just didn't care and moved on and Ooh. they had a leader in charge that decided we should all just move on because nothing applies to them apparently the monsters in film aren't as scary as the monsters in real life yes <laughs> What, if, in case you wanted to know more of our horror thoughts and opinions and feelings, uh, where can you find us on social media, Yasmin? Uh, yeah, we live in a hellhole right now. Um, you know what else is a hellhole? Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, so uh, I'm still addicted um, to Twitter. I'm not really addicted to Facebook. Facebook can do one. Go on our Facebook, everyone. <laughs> You can find us on Twitter at Monster Mom Pod or on Instagram uh, at Monster Monday Pod and Facebook is the same as Instagram. We do have some links and everything in the description of this episode as well in the show notes. So also, you can find if us you there. could leave us a nice review, that would be great. Also, who left us that two star review? Someone left us a two star review. Yeah. Right. So now our average is 4.9 or right. something or 4.8 instead of 5. Right, folks, this requires drastic measures. You must course correct our iTunes. Is it iTunes that it was left on? Either, uh, either, or is it spot? Yeah, I don't know. Either way, doesn't matter. Leave, leave, us, leave us a review, everyone. We massively appreciate it. Uh, tell your friends, especially that one spooky person in your life who you're a bit afraid to talk to, but you should definitely ask out because spooky people deserve love too. My... <laughs> All right, mate. My name is Will. <laughs> what? What? Try, trying to re trying to recommend our podcast to other people. Okay. Okay. While simultaneously trying to get spooky dating happening. Yeah. Okay. That's the third film, spooky dating. <laughs> you never know. Online dating. Oh yeah. Online dating Online in the horror dating. realm. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it could be like a Tinder or a like a a grinder or a um a hinge mm. thing. Yaz was on Bumble and she swiped right. To her death. <laughs> my name is Will. And my name is Yaz. And thank you for listening to the Monster Monday podcast. We'll see you next time. Hopefully. Hopefully. Bye. Bye.
Yeah, uh, it was nice. Bye.